Yo, what's up, guys? This is Mojo, and this is Soul Artistry Radio. Uh, unfortunately, right now, Alejandra is not in this interview right now. She's literally somewhere just hanging out in the sun and riding her little bike with her basket and just with her water, and she enjoying that. So, <laughs> so, um, but uh, for this this episode, uh, I'm interviewing like a really close friend of mine. Man, he's a really dope guy. He's a collector. He's a he's an artist himself. And he's also like in the uh, the medical field. And, you know, he's very funny and he like drops a lot of bombs and a lot of um, very insightful things, man. And so I really want to uh, introduce him to you guys. And uh, this guy is is the man, dude. Like his name is Adrian. And uh, in, like say hello to the people, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah. So my name is uh, Adrian Messer. My students call me Dr. Adrian Messer, Dr. Messer, which I find funny. Uh, I'm just a guy from Hialeah. Yeah. Who got into the medical field and uh, and now nah, here I am, man. I do a little photography on the side and and uh, just uh, just here with Mojo right now, kicking it. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know if you want a more in depth intro or I can tell you a little bit about what I do. Or, yeah, man, for sure, dude. Like you know, uh, yeah, get into it, man. Just kind of talk about you know, like uh, like what you do. Yeah, for sure. Um, well. So I'm a nurse by trade. Um, I, I worked in pediatric ICU for a good five or six years. Mm-hmm. I went on and I, I pursued my passion in psychiatry. So I got a master's degree as a psychiatric nurse practitioner and I'm a founding nurse practitioner as well. Um, then I went ahead and I got my doctorate at the University of Miami for a doctorate in nursing practice. I currently have my own psychiatric practice here in Coral Gables. Um, and a little bit about my background and why I got into the field is because I have uh, somebody who's dear to me, my uncle Leo, who suffers from mental illness. And this is a guy who taught me about exercise and fitness, taught me about, um, I mean, he's, so my dad has always been present in my life in terms of being a provider, uh, but he was never, he's a, he's a man of few words and a lot of action. Mm-hmm. My uncle Leo was the guy who, educated me taught me the importance of education showed me a little bit about the medical field um taught me the importance of exercise taught me uh introduced me to photography when i was younger Mm. and beyond all of that my uncle suffers from schizophrenia Mm. so i would see him go from moments of lucidity he's completely with it um he has a family he has kids uh to going to moments of a guy who i didn't recognize a guy who was Mm sitting isolated in his room in the dark, uh, paranoid, worried about what I was doing, accusing me of smoking crack when I was 14, asking me if I was stealing stuff. Wow. Like, just bizarre, you know, very yeah. bizarre. Yeah. And so I, I had a different view of mental illness from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because of my Uncle Leo. He still struggles with his mental illness. Um, mm. He's stable for the most part. Still my favorite person in the world. Yeah. And so whenever I treat my patients, I, I treat them like I'm treating my uncle, man. That's I don't dope. see people as crazy. I don't see them as, you know, uh, bizarre. I just see somebody who is mentally ill who needs some help. And so that's where I'm at. And so that's what I do. I help people with mental illness, whether it's depression, anxiety, ADHD, mm. psychosis, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, stuff like that. Wow, dude. Like, that's honestly, man, like, first of all, that's really inspiring, dude, because, you know, all of those things, I'm sure, all of those like uh, mental illnesses people are dealing with right now, right? Like, um, like with what's going on with the pandemic, like the the fear of you know like catching this thing or whatever, um, or just being fearful of other people, or just the fact that like how I was for a minute, dude, I was I was afraid and uncertain. You know what I mean? So I'm like that made me just stay in these four rooms, like four walls. Like I'm not going nowhere, dude. Like I'm. You know, and uh, and it it it, it uh, gives you a little bit of paralysis, like where you don't want to do anything. You know, so I think it's dope that you are in the field, like uh, combating that. You know what I mean? Giving people tools for that, man. So that's that's really dope. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's um right now we're just in a weird time. I mean, we were talking about this before you hit record, but uh, yeah, we're in a we're in a weird space where none of us have experienced what we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, we we haven't we've been through a hurricane that's a few weeks, and but the, we're still not socially isolated how we yeah. are right now, um, because and that's what I wanted to get at actually is they have this term they they have these two things that are going out right now 
one is the whole stay home movement mm-hmm. and the other thing is social distancing mm-hmm. so first with stay home like you don't necessarily have to stay home to practice social distancing mm-hmm. um what you have to do is limit your exposure to other people and that, that's what they want you to do right mm-hmm. um but this whole stay home is causing a lot of anxiety for mm-hmm. one people who are staying home and let's say there's conflict within the household that's causing major issues right yes um so let's say you just don't you haven't been getting along with your wife or your kids um or there's just some sort of conflict within the household and not being able to resolve that and now you're stuck within those quarters like that's that's difficult man yeah um and then that whole staying home creates a social isolation where you feel like almost fragmented from society like I've had people who are like I am going nuts I what do I do I can't go outside I'm not supposed to do this I'm afraid to go outside because I feel like I'm going to bring something back to my house yep Um, and so what I say to those people is again you don't have to necessarily stay home because this is this is not about social isolation this is about social distancing Mm. and so you and I right now Mm -hmm. we are social distancing but we're still interacting, right? Absolutely. So, so actually, this is the way we are communicating right now. This is how I'm seeing my patients right now. Wow. It's through telehealth to avoid exposure. Um, and so I, I just think people have confused this whole stay home movement with social isolation. And if we know anything about mental illness is that people who feel socially, we, okay, we are creatures yeah. that thrive in community settings Mm -hmm. whether it is the art community whether it is the crossfit community Mm -hmm. whether it is Mm -hmm. you go to play bingo whether you go to church we thrive in these community settings right Mm -hmm. and so when you fragment that you separate that Mm -hmm. and you feel that disconnect from the people who you love and care about and have the same views or values as you then you feel alone in the world Mm -hmm. and so it's so important what we're doing right now just the fact that you and I are on here and we're communicating with one another, right? This makes us feel this is a connection right here, right? Absolutely. But how many people aren't doing this? How many people are just going through their social media feed and scrolling on Instagram for hours, yep. looking at stories, but not really having a sending emojis, fire emojis, clapping emojis, right. heart emojis, but nobody's really talking, communicating, and connecting. Mm-hmm. And that is not only a problem right now, that's been a problem for a while. Yep. But I think this this moment in history is going to expose that. Um, yeah. And, and there was one thing I was going to get at, which was, um, yeah, just that. You just you just got to be careful with the, the what the media is feeding us mm-hmm. um, versus, like, for instance, they just put out that order a few days ago. Not even an order, yeah. but a suggestion yeah. that you should put on a face mask. Right. Well, when you read the CDC guidelines, the CDC guidelines say wear a face mask when you're in closed quarters, like at a pharmacy, a grocery store, somewhere where you're closed in and there's a lot of people. Right. Um, but people, the headlines all read wear, wear a get, face mask. Yeah, yep. So all of a sudden, everybody is droving. Some of them got some nice face masks. Yeah, I've seen some but, gangster ones though. Yeah. I think I- <laughs> Gas mask. Yeah. So every, everybody's wearing a, ga- a face mask all of a sudden, but they're wearing them everywhere. I'm seeing people running outside with a face mask. Yeah. Yep. It's not necessary. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting, but, dude. Like, cause you you definitely dropped so many things. Like, uh, with what you just said. Like, number one, the stay home movement for sure. When I first heard it, I was like, I can't go out of my I, I can't go out of my, out of my house. Right. And so I am stuck within these four walls with my two dogs and, and Alejandra. Right. And so it's like that. That's all I got. Right. So if I need the grocery shop, that's the only reason why I should be going outside. Um, like anything like necessity. That's the only reason why I should be outside uh, or even putting myself in, quote unquote, danger to be uh, around like other people to get like essential things that we all need. Um, then, you know. If you you know Alejandra. Alejandra is like, like I said, she's right now riding her bike, right? So when this first started, dude, like she was already like, you know what? If it's gonna be like this, I need to like figure out a way to to get what I need, right? And so she was like, I definitely need to be outside. I need sunlight, and you know, like things like that, right? 
on the inverse of that, me, I'm like, no. Like, I'm not, I'm doing push-ups in the house. Uh, I'm going to do air squats at the crib. I'll do, I'll run in place, mountain climb. Whatever I got to do, I do it in the house, right? Um, and and that's how I thought about uh, um, staying at home was, like you said, was social isolation, right? It was just like not going anywhere and just staying in these areas. And that was driving me crazy, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, Alejandra early on Like really early on Was like Okay Like I'm going to still run I'm just going to make sure That I'm like Far away from other people You know um, And it wasn't until I saw her doing it I had like I was like Okay maybe it's okay Like so I, I went from like, Alright maybe I'll get in the car You know what I'm saying Let's just ride around The golf golf course shit You know And I was like Okay But I saw all of the people And I was like Alright I don't feel comfortable Like I need to go back to the crib And so for us, like you said, with the um, with you know being in the house with your spouses or your family members, things like that, like and we you know if you do have disagreements or like or just uh, maybe a, a lot of us call it like uh, too much togetherness, right? Like for us, we have been doing that. We've been literally quarantined. We were talking about it yesterday. We've been quarantining for a long time, right? Like ever since we started dating. So we're always like uh, around each other and things like that. We work together. We work in the same office. We work. We sleep in the same room. Like we hang out at the same time. But sometimes we definitely uh, like have our own like individual time. But like for us, like we we were already used to like dealing with um, like problems, right? Like or or like little scenarios that come up and stuff. So for us, it was like. Patience. Patience was the biggest thing. Patience and that ultimately everybody deals with the quarantine and all of this news differently. Everybody's handling it differently. So I can't tell someone like, hey, it's okay to go outside when they're scared as shit to like breathe next to another person. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, so um, and then going to your point about like the, the, the headlines and things is like. The uh, face mask. I'm seeing people driving with a face mask on, right? So oh, face mask gloves. Face mask gloves. I think initially, I, I, I'm guilty. I lost a couple of Facebook followers because of this. Initially, I was being a little bit judgmental. You know, mm-hmm. I made a comment about people driving around with gloves and face masks, and I got a couple of direct messages like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're being insensitive." And the more I thought about it, I mean, this is just fear. Mm-hmm. This is fear mojo, you know, like yeah. the reason people are geared up driving in their cars is because they don't know. And the one thing that they can control is them wearing a mask and gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of it is, is it lack of education? Sure. Um, but I, I guess I'm a, I'm a little bit now, a little more empathic now because because mm. uh, I get it. It's just fear, man. Yeah. People are walking outside, walking their dogs with a face mask on because they feel like this is a plague. They feel like they can walk outside and breathe in the air and the virus just kind of slaps them in the face and they yeah. catch it. Um, people feel like if they catch it, they're going to die. Um, mm. and, and we know the mortality rate, you know, the death rate is very low. It's mm-hmm. 1%, less than 1%. You and I would probably get it, have some muscle ache, recover in a week or two of that, mm-hmm. and be good for the most part. Right. 99, maybe even a greater percentage of that. Right. Um but this is all just fear and, and what feeds that fear is that people sit in their homes mm-hmm. and they just watch the news they fixate yep. they watch more and more they consume CNN and they go from CNN to Fox and yep. and they go to MSNBC and everything is there's slightly different variations of the same story and they're just like whoa what do I believe Yeah. and so now they're just there's confusion and fear mm. and, that, that, and confusion and fear is a recipe for disaster yeah absolutely I'm just thinking it yo and that's why we're missing all the toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why it's no paper towels. That's why it's no damn Clorox. <laughs> like I'm holding on to the last bit of bleach I got at the crib. Like, dude, I can't. I haven't been able. My white clothes aren't that white right now because <laughs> I go to the store and what? Are, what are people doing with the Clorox? I hope they're not drinking it. No. Nah. Like, what's crazy? What's crazy is that um, you 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 think about all of this, right? And for, from from my end, everybody's being super sterile, dude. Like everybody's like trying to be super clean, washing hands. How, all these tutorials on washing hands, how to clean, all this different stuff. Uh, the regular cleaning of like the the public transportation, the regular cleaning of a grocery store, and things like that. These are all normal things that should be already done all the time. And like 
it takes something this severe for people to be like, okay, like I need to clean, right? Like, so, I mean, I guess for me, I'm the type of guy, if I go to a restaurant, I'm definitely washing my hands. Like, you know what I mean? I'm using paper towels to open the door. Like, I do that. Do people around me do that? Not all the time. So it's like, my, my question is, man, like with, with this going on and during the time we're in right now, what are some things that people can do to rest assured that it's cool? Even though it seems like it's crazy, it's not really that bad. Yeah. I mean, I would say this. I would say the main thing is, um, I mean, there's a couple of things. What are some things that you have control of as a, an individual? You have control over who you come in contact with. You have control over how often you wash your hands. And you have control over whether or not you want to wear a face mask when you go into close quarters. And those are all, as per CDC guidelines, like wash your hands. Um, that is the main, probably the main source of contamination. Actually, good story. Mm. In my gym, and I'm not going to put my gym out there, so I won't say what it is. I love my gym. I love my people. I love my trainers. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but in my gym, I, I, I said this a while ago, at the end of every class, they go around and high five every, every single person. High right. five, high five, high five. And so I told them, I said, you know, you should really consider either getting fist bumped. And this was a while ago. This was before all this crazy. I said, you know, from a health standpoint, from a public health standpoint, you guys should really consider giving high fives. I mean, giving fist bumps instead of high fives. And they kind of laughed at me. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when this whole corona thing started, before they had the lockdown, all of a sudden, they put out an announcement. We're not going to be giving high fives anymore. We're going to be giving fist bumps, <laughs> elbow bumps. Yeah. And so, but that's just another form of transmission. So, if there's anything I, w- I would want people to get out of this um, after this is all behind us, is that is the importance of hand wash. Mm. And it's probably something that we've been neglect- uh, negligent on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's probably the main way that you're going to prevent yourself from getting so many viruses. Mm-hmm. Chances are, dude, you're gonna get viruses. Yeah, you're gonna get the common cold. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It sometimes it's it's in it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, what can people do? They can wash their hands, listen to the CDC guidelines, mm-hmm. wear a face mask if you really feel necessary. Mm-hmm. If somebody has symptoms, stay away from them. Yeah. Stay away from them, mm-hmm. and, and don't congregate in, in close quarters with other people who you don't know. Like there's a the UFC fights coming up. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody. Talking about, oh, I'm going to have like 20 people over. You want to come? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I'll order the pay-per-view in my house. I don't know who, who those people are. Yeah. I know, you know, my immediate family and people who I had been exposed to day after day, even leading up to it, fine. But if those people are also going to the hospital or working within the medical field, I'm not going to have them coming over my house. Yeah. So let me ask you this. This is this, this is this is a good question. That's a dope segue because like someone invited you to come to the house during this time, yeah. right? So uh, one of the things that I've been really uneasy about is going to other people's homes, right? Like, and um, not because I don't uh, trust them. Or I don't know if they they have it or not. Whatever. Um, and for example, in our house right now, like Alejandro wants to, you know, go to Tampa to see her brother, which I want to see them too, like her brother, um, his wife and his daughter and things like that. And so at first I was like, hell no, dude. Like I literally got on the phone at Tampa. Like I was talking to the mayor's office, bro. I was like, what is your protocol? Like, can I leave Miami, come up there and then come back home? Like now I'm nervous. Like what happens if like I drive out of Miami and then I'm stuck out here and I can't drive back home depending on how crazy it turns out to be. So my fear, like you said, my fear and my fear had nothing to do with the news so much. I was just playing like scenarios of Resident Evil in my head, thinking that thinking that the T virus is real. Like I'm I'm thinking like what if it was zombie walking across from here? You know what I'm saying? But uh you know what I mean? But then again I'm just like I, I said no. Right. And then it it came up again, like recently, like, you know, can we go and stuff? And I was like, like, I I don't know. So what is your uh, and and I mean, specifically family members. uh, What is your like advice for that? Again, I'm just going to go by what the CDC says. man. Um, If they want you to stay home in terms of the, the more contacts you have with other people, the more at risk you become and they become. Why? 
uh, let's say you know, people can be asymptomatic. They can be without symptoms. You could have it right now. You could test positive for COVID-19 right now, mm-hmm. but you would never know that you're carrying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would just be that person who is a, a vector, a vector, a transmitter of the, of the illness, mm-hmm. even though you have zero symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so what I would tell you is that is against the CDC guidelines right now. We know that the only way that this virus is transmitted is from person to person mm-hmm. um, or from contaminated services. But from person to person, especially in close quarters, is the main way that this thing is transmitted. And so, you know, it's, it's not recommended that you go to your family member's house. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how well you know them, how cool you are with them. Um, the, the problem is, like, you're just putting yourself and them at risk as well. Mm-hmm. That's because you can have it you can be carrying it for 14 I think it was your that's why the quarantine is 14 days supposedly um, because that is the, the the basically how long it is still alive within your body that it can be transmitted mm, so it take it, it, it survives for four, like for two weeks and then after that it, it'll it'll go away correct pretty much. So that's why the whole goal of the country was like, hey, let's quarantine supposedly for 14 days. But if everybody doesn't quarantine for those 14 days, then no matter what, we're still going to have cycles of this virus coming through. Mm -hmm. So even when all of this dies down, Mm -hmm. that virus is still going to exist in society. Um, It's just going to be one is probably the main thing is going to be a vaccine that comes out for next year Mm -hmm. because it's going to take like a year. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be quick how people think. and we're just trying. So let me just let me put this out there. The the main reason that we are quarantining right now mm-hmm. is only they keep on saying dampen the curve, dampen the curve. What that means is that spike that they're talking about, right? right. And they they want it rather than to go up and down, they want it to kind of plateau and stay flat. Mm-hmm. The main reason they're doing that is so that people aren't flooding the ERs and flooding the hospitals, and they don't want to play God. They don't want to play God and make decisions saying. You get a ventilator, and he doesn't. Mm. You get life-saving treatment, and that person doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because if if we didn't do this, like what was going on in New York, what happened in Italy, where they had two and three people on a mechanical ventilator that's breathing for them, mm-hmm. with, without that, people would die. Mm. So that's why there's you've heard a lot about the president asking for more ventilators, et cetera, et cetera. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So the main thing with quarantining isn't like so that this virus disappears. It's so that we don't overwhelm uh, overwhelm our, our health care system. Mm-hmm. And, and people will have to die unnecessarily. Right. That's the main reason that we're doing what we're doing right now. Wow. And, and I, I really appreciate you for like simplifying and really like driving it home as to why this is happening right now. like And, and why it is important to... To, to do this What's crazy is dude Like when you start Talking about them symptoms I'm like man Did I have this thing So uh, Cause for example um, Like I coughed a little bit But like Maybe that I don't know Maybe like the water Went down the wrong tube Or something like that I don't know But uh, But I had We had did yoga At the At the um, uh, What was it At the uh, golf course And I But I've been around people Simply like at Target At like you know the grocery stores things like that i'm wearing gloves but i don't have a mask whatever so i remember i was in pigeon pose the worst and most uncomfortable yoga position ever dog like i'm in that and i got my arms down and she's like all right you gotta like put your arms down so you can like bend over so i'm struggling dude i'm sweating i'm hurting like i I can feel my 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 ankle like and my knee like uh like getting numb i'm like all right I, i don't think i can do this that long and i put my arms down and when I got out of the position, dude, like I had this sharp pain, like in my back, dude, like in my back. Now, maybe uh, I just did something wrong, um, but it definitely lasted for like, I still have it now. Uh, and I think this happened maybe like, uh, maybe like a week ago. I could say like a week ago, something like that. Um, and I was just like using a, a, a softball and against a wall and, and rolling it up and down my back to like kind of get the knot out and stuff. Um, but I was like, then you said muscle aches. I was like, hold on, wait a minute, dude. Do I have that shit? Like, but that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's, but then again, I'm like, man, like I didn't ran miles and stuff like that in like days in a row, a whole bunch of push ups and things like that. So it's like, 
the like it's the fear, dude. I think that's the thing that everybody has to work on to try to get rid of that, right? Like, it's to be like, all right, if I just do what I'm supposed to do, like you said, and and control what I'm around and what I'm exposed to, I should be okay. You know what I mean? Like, and if I have symptoms, let me holler at somebody. Let me let me get this alleviated quickly. Or and if I do have symptoms, definitely don't need to be around other people. And if I am healthy, I need to be aware that like I don't know if other people have it or not, even if they're not showing symptoms. Exactly. So the main thing in terms of the symptoms, really what they want you to do, unless you are short of breath, like you're coughing excessively and you can't breathe, Mm -hmm. you're getting fatigued in terms of your respiratory status, that is the only reason they want you to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. If you are just having a fever that's treatable with Tylenol or ibuprofen, Mm -hmm. if you're having muscle aches, generalized fatigue, what they call malaise, which is just a general overall bad feeling, these are all flu-like symptoms. they want you to treat that at home. They don't mm-hmm. want you in an urgent care center. They don't want you in the hospital um, because it's just not necessary. Those are simple things. You go to the pharmacy, buy yourself some Tylenol, ibuprofen, get yourself some cough drops, wait it out, and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. Now, again, if you're short of breath, that's it. That is number one. You need to go and and see a health professional, go to the ER. Um, you're at more risk if you have any other chronic diseases uh, mm-hmm. like hypertension, diabetes, mm-hmm. um, any sort of cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. If you have a history of respiratory issues as well, those are all people who are at higher risk. If you're a smoker, mm-hmm. you're at higher risk as well. Mm-hmm. So if you um, smoke weed, you're in trouble. Well, not that you're in trouble. It just raises your risk. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I can't, none of these things are definitive in saying like, if this, then this, Mm. but it's just saying, you know what, if you do have high blood pressure or you do have diabetes or you are a smoker, Mm -hmm. then that just puts you kind of on another tier where be aware of how you're feeling and what you're experiencing. Mm. Um, But if everything is good, whether you smoke weed or not, then (laughs) smoke your weed, but treat your symptoms. You're right. Like get on your symptoms. Um, yeah, get on your symptoms. So I want to I want to ask you, man. So uh, we we were we were kind of talking about this a little bit. Uh, like I told you, man. Like before we did the interview, I feel like I wasted like an hour of my time driving to go to Costco because I wanted to stock up on stuff. Right? Um, get there, lines super long, dude. Everybody's wearing masks. Every I mean, people wearing shirts around their nose, around their head. Um, I mean, it's stickers on the ground with X's and stuff like that. Um, to say this is six feet apart, right? Um, and then, so I decided to use Instacart to get everything I needed. Boom, all right, well, I got to get basil and uh, cilantro, and why don't I just go to the local public? Get to the pubs in Coral Gables, and two long-ass lines, right? Um, you, like, we, are, we, you know, I know that you're a dope photographer. Like, you're a dope photographer, man. Like, you, you, you was at the Outside the Line show that where you were, like, literally, like, yep, we putting him in the show with us um, uh, for 2019, for those who uh, know about that. Um, and you were referring to the fact that, man, you like, you, you, you've been taking pictures and putting them on your Instagram and your Insta story and stuff, and you've been, like, you know, dropping gems about the quarantine. But you recently said that you wanted to start taking pictures, um like during this time so kind of yeah. walk me through that or walk us through that you know i think the cool part about photography or art in general is the fact that you have to have foresight mm. and so what we're experiencing right now kind of feels like it's going to go on forever um but before we know it, it's going to be gone mm-hmm. and so those stickers on the floor everybody wearing gloves and masks mm-hmm. you know sometimes I take images and I think what is this going to look like 20 or 30 years from now right I don't think about what's this going to post like on my Instagram tomorrow or what's this going to I really do think like what is this going to look like 20 years from now Mm -hmm. Um, and what are people going to think of it because that's when I feel like photography really has value right Mm -hmm. down the road obviously depending on the type of photography that you're doing but I just think right now I, I mean, my mindset is there's a couple of things that are going on that I find extremely interesting. One, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I'm just I'm just going to speak like my thoughts. There you go. Number number one is the fact that the government can just put out these 
these messages and say everybody shut down and robotically everybody shuts down yep. like think about that power like there's people right now who have shut down their business yep bread and butter yeah and just based on these orders and recommendations from the government that's a little bit scary man yeah it's a little bit scary that is scary. interesting too interesting but it's scary um what else just that I mean I just I think historically this is going to be an extra this is going to probably be once in our lifetime I hope um but that that's my mindset going in it's like let me let me capture people in their element as they are Mm -hmm. unposed and and capture human behavior and how are people acting and what types of outfits are they wearing you know whether they're wrapping paper towels around I've seen some bootleg face masks with a paper towel a rubber band and staples I've seen some bizarre things and I just think I find the humor in it you know yeah I find so these times are scary but I think I I focus on people's outfits and and what they decide to go out in the public like I mean I've seen people with rain boots yes um dishwashing gloves dishwashing gloves and I'm just like it's it's funny you have to find the humor in it because otherwise that anxiety will build you know yep and that was actually that was something if there's anything I've heard from my patients in the past couple of weeks it's extreme anxiety Mm. um it's just very scared fearful people having panic attacks um you know having palpitations this oh what a pan- i don't know if you know what a panic attack feels like no Have I, you ever had a panic attack? I the only thing i've ever had was like severe anxiety all right what was your severe anxiety like so like? when i had anxiety dude like i'm talking like my chest hurt a lot it was um difficulty breathing um okay. And just overall tightness, like that's what okay. I feel. Yeah. Okay, so I'll give you my. I had my first panic attack last year, so I'll be happy to share this on the podcast. Yes, I I don't know what happened, um, but I got on a plane mm-hmm. and I was getting back. And I've been on planes plenty all my life. For some reason, I was coming back from Mexico. I'd spoken at a, a psychiatric conference in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was the altitude, but before I got on the plane, I already felt like my heart was a little accelerated. Maybe it was a tea that I drank. I have no idea. Yeah. So I sit down on the plane and I start feeling uncomfortable. And I'm like, man, it's hot in there. And, mm. and it was cold, so I took off my sweater. Mm-hmm. And still, I'm uneasy. The lady sits next to me, she starts complaining because we're sitting in the aisle that's in front of the emergency exit. Mm. So those seats don't recline. Yeah. She starts complaining about that. So I'm feeling more agitated. I take off my shoes. I was wearing a hat. I took off my hat. Dude, I'm sweating. I'm just dripping a sweat underneath. It got to the point that the plane was in the air. I literally took off my shirt and just had it hanging around my neck. And I was just trying to slow down my breathing. And the whole time, I'm telling myself, Adrian, this is anxiety. This is what you treat patients for. Listen to the advice that you give them. Deep breathing. Relax. Stay in the moment. Distract yourself. This will go away in about 10 to 12 minutes. Mm. Panic attack generally lasts about 10 to 12, maybe 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, it got to the point where the flight attendant came around. I was like, sir, can you put your shirt on? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I just looked at her just dead in the face. And I said, I can't. And then she walked away. She came back. Sir, you're going to have to put your shirt on. And I just looked at her and I was like, I'm just having a little bit of anxiety right now. And I just feel really uncomfortable if you just give me a second. Yeah. And finally she's like, is there anything I can get you? Yeah. I was like, I, I need a big cup of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you said wine? Yeah. yeah. But that's the only thing. They don't have medications. I know what medications I can use to help yeah. you in that moment. Um, but wine will do the trick in that moment. Uh, don't uh, take my... Guys, this is not medical advice. <laughs> this is just what I had to do to cope with the situation I had. Right? Uh, um, and so... That's what people are experiencing right now. Mm. They're feeling this intense, this feeling of impending doom. It feels like the world is closing mm. in. You have palpitations. Mm-hmm. You have sweating. Mm-hmm. You have nervousness. Mm-hmm. Um, your mind starts racing. Your thoughts race. And I hadn't—I mean, I had been treating patients for six or seven years already with panic attacks and severe anxiety, but I had never experienced it myself. Yeah. So it's—it's it's been an awakening for me. I'm almost glad that I've experienced it because now I'm even more empathic towards those patients. Yes. Like, hey, 
I'm gonna help you out. I know exactly what you're going through. Mm-hmm. One thing is to read it in the textbook. The other is to experience Feel it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Man, let me let me tell you, Adrian. So, um, when and and this this is complete transparency, bro. Like yeah. when uh when I took the leap to be a full-time artist was almost two years ago. This is like yeah. right before I moved to Miami to, you know, start this life with Alejandro and stuff. Um, and this was just like the only job like I had, right? Was doing this full-time, right? So in my head, I'm like, all right, I could do this. Like I've, you know, I got like a little bit of money saved up. I got a project that's coming that's this amount. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I like and finance was connected to the leap, of course, right? So how are you gonna support yourself? So as soon as I came here, dude, like I was like, all right, I gotta hit the ground running. This is Miami. Like I'm sure it's expensive here, like to live, right? Like to just do your normal shit. Like you gotta be on top of that. So as like projects would come in and then like I'm like cool, whoo that project just went through the invoice is, is 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 in the in their inbox they paying it cool, then it's like when as an entrepreneur and it's for anyone listening like sometimes you're gonna have a month that like nothing happens right and then you have to like kind of uh, and that's what made me learn how to tighten up on my um, on my spending and like no like budgets and things like that. So I've had multiple times, dude, like where I would be like, I need to make something. I got to make something to put out, like to just have for people to consume. Right. And then but I always stop them. Like I never finished those because I was like, I don't want that type of anxious energy into a piece of art. You know what I'm saying? So I was feeling that, dude, like multiple times. Like last year, I was feeling that all year, dude. Like I was literally feeling like. Um, like my heart beating really fast, like anxious nervousness, things like that, and then just like sweating, all those kind of things, and just like, you know what I mean? And so, um, oh, they didn't. I didn't get them. Okay, it's fine. Where are they? They they should be outside. They're not. Man, you right, cannot they, be interrupting not. a podcast. Yeah. All right. Cannot be interrupting. <laughs> Come on, Betty. Betty. Betty, Daddy's working. Betty. Go to, go, to, go to mommy. Go to mommy. Oh, look. Hey, hey, say hey, hi. Let me use the restroom real quick. I'm going to you. Okay. You, you can keep talking. I'm just going to Okay. Real quick. All right, Betty. Look, Betty's trying to have a podcast right now, okay? Oh, you got mommy? All right. See? That's what happens, man. They leave. They want your attention. They want your attention. And then as soon as you give it to them for a split second, they go disappear, man. But um, but yeah, I, I had this um, just to talk to the to the listeners, man. Yeah, I had like this anxiety, and I didn't know what it was. Like, why am I feeling like my chest like this? Like, why am I feeling like this? My heart beating like this, or um, like shortness of breath, or trying to catch my breath. Um, and it was super, super uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Um, so if anybody is feeling that and you don't know what it is, it could be a little bit of anxiety. You know what I mean? They'll text me. I know. I'm. I'm checking it. For listeners to, uh, I guess to reach out and get help. Absolutely, man. Like, um, like a little bit while you were gone, like I was, um, just kind of going over the symptoms that I had, like, and this was all last year. So all last year, dude, I'm talking like I'm feeling it, dude. Like, and it was regular, dude. Like it was regular, at least once or twice. Uh, every couple of weeks, like I would, I would feel it. You know, what I'm saying it, it could be like it could be just something small, me and Alejandro bumping heads or something like that. Or it could be like, yeah. you know, um, I'm working on the project and I'm putting myself over so much stress to get it done at a certain time, or like uh, all those different things. And I was feeling that all last year, dude. It wasn't until, yes. huh? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, finish. Uh, so, so I was saying, um. It wasn't until uh, like Alejandro was invited to speak at the Bacardi She Summit, right? Uh, and they had this whole dope thing, like, uh, and this was like toward the end of the year. And uh, she was speaking, so like me and uh, Christy went uh, with her and stuff like that, and it was dope. And it was all women, right? Uh, and it's like they had men there to like support the women and stuff. And so uh, like in their cause, it was like like I'm talking all the way from like uh, CEOs all the way down to like just business people, right? Um, but it was just like a lot of like women empowerment. And there was one woman in particular that 
uh, got on stage, she started talking about how to handle anxiety, right? And so when she started talking about the symptoms, I was like, oh shit, like I've been dealing with this all year. And so, and she had like a couple of uh, exercises. So she was one, she was saying like, you have to learn how to breathe properly. Like that was like the first thing, right? And I thought I was breathing correct my whole life, right? Like, no, dude. Like, she was saying, like, when you breathe in, your stomach should get full, like like a belly, like, opened up. And then when you exhale, it goes in, right? Like, so I was like, damn, like, I, I've been doing this shit wrong all my life. Like, playing sports, running, uh, all this kind of stuff, I always breathe the wrong way, right? So that was one. Number two was, like, when you're doing that breathing, like, take your hands out and just flick them like this. And okay. then just try to do it as fast as you can while you're breathing slow. And she said, it sounds weird, but you're doing something with that anxious energy. You're getting rid of it. And also, like, you're not able to think about what's making you anxious at that time, you know. So, yeah, dude, that's my that's my uh, anxiety attack story, dude. No, yeah, so, it's, so you mentioned breathing. I mean, that's if you ever notice when you're really upset. Mm-hmm. Or you notice that somebody is angry towards you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you pick up on Alejandro's behavior. Look at her chest rising and falling. You're going to see you, she's so pissed that she, it's almost like she's holding her breath. And people don't realize it. And right. that's why, like, even my, my daughter, when she gets when she gets a little bit agitated for whatever reason, mm-hmm. or she's crying about something, mm-hmm. I the first thing that I do is I tell her, take a deep breath in and just let it out. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath in. Like right now, your listeners, take a deep breath in. Yep. I think it's called the um, man. I forgot. It's like the five seven three, or I forgot. It's a certain type of breathing where you breathe in for five seconds, you hold for seven, and then you let go for three, mm. and you just repeat that. And it's just a way to slow down your breathing so that you hold your inhale, mm. um, and it helps with relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of ways to treat anxiety, whether it's you know exercising, um, whether it's the breathing exercises. There's a lot of, of um, talk right now about mindfulness and just mm-hmm. staying in the moment focusing on the here and now mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. um but things that cause anxiety and you mentioned a couple of them dude number one financial issues that's the, the main two reasons that people come to my office to seek treatment mm-hmm. they're having i'm sorry three reasons they're having financial issues mm-hmm. they're having issues in the workplace like with a boss or co-workers or they're having marital issues. Mm-hmm. So usually some sort of a relationship, whether it's at work or at home, and then financial issues. Mm-hmm. And think about it, those things will keep you up at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're when you're strapped for cash, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a difficult scenario. Because yep. you start losing track, like you, you start losing hope of a way out of that situation or scenario. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that leads to a lot of anxiety. So what does anxiety look like? Sometimes people just are pissed off and irritable and angry. Mm-hmm. They're angry at everybody. And they, they just think that they're angry. But the truth is, the underlying root behind that is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? Some people act out. Some people will lash out at people around them. So besides those symptoms that we talked about, like tachycardia or your heart racing or sweating or feeling nervous, feeling sometimes you act out towards people. I'll give you one example real quick. I walked out of the elevator on Monday in the office where I have my where I have my, my practice mm-hmm. and there's a general there's a lobby that a bunch of businesses share and there's a lady sitting there and mm-hmm. she's super cool Elena is chill she's the most chill lady mm-hmm. I get out of the elevator and she's like where's your face mask the president Trump said you had to wear a face mask and all of your patients better have masks and I was like whoa what I said to her Elena happy Monday yeah. but I felt her level of anxiety and agitation and irritability immediate most people would have been like what a yeah whatever whatever adjective you want to use to describe her Mm -hmm. but right away I was like this isn't Elena's normal behavior something's going on in the background Mm -hmm. so I let her calm down she said her piece I said my piece I walked away I came back and I started talking to her what was bothering Elena was not about the face mask the face mask was what she could control in that moment what was bothering her was that her daughter is an ER nurse who just volunteered to work in New York um, in in that ship that's going to be put off the coast that's going to be taking care of nothing but COVID-19 patients that's what was in her mind mm. but if I don't start digging a little bit so the, the, why am I talking about this 
because we're so quick to judge people based on their behaviors and their actions. And the truth is, sometimes people are acting out, mm-hmm. but it's because there's something going on in their life at home, yep. in their economic status or their financial status, mm-hmm. in their relationship status. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a sick loved one. Right. But we're so quick to judge that action at face value mm-hmm. because obviously in society we don't have time to really dig and find out you know what's what's the reason this person is behaving this way mm-hmm. um, but think about it think about the times that you've been pissed off or angry or upset and, and for sure and maybe you lashed out at the wrong person who didn't see it coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's probably because you were going through something internally on your own mm-hmm. and that was just the person that was who got closest. it yeah mm-hmm. that's called displacement so mm-hmm. displacement that's like when Let's say there's this cool picture. If you look it up, if you Google an image of displacement, it's the boss who yells at the dad, the dad that yells at the mom, the mom who yells at the kid, the kid who kicks the cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everybody's taking that, the brunt of it, internalizing it, and pushing it onto somebody else. Yep. Usually, it's somebody else is weaker because you're not going to turn around and kick your boss because then you're dead. Right. Right, like that—that that messes everything up, and yeah. and, that's, and and that's what that's what's so interesting because like, and what what was weird is like I really didn't have anything to be anxious about. I just designed it in my head to be, you know what I'm saying? And like I think it, it wasn't until the quarantine, and like this is like a, a dope segue. It's like in the in the quarantine, it taught me like leading up to it, it was teaching me like how to control what I allowed to um, instill fear. And then I went, all, I made it simple as to what I really wanted. Because me and Alejandro sat, sat down, we were like, all right, we got to respect what each person wants and needs during this time, right? And she so was like, you know, I need to go outside. I need, you know, sunlight. I, I need that, right? Like, personally. It's like me, I don't necessarily need that. I was like, what I need is peace, right? And so I know if I had peace, then that would expedite, like, I don't know the best word for that. Like, I know that that would lower my my anxiety and stress. Okay. And so ever since then, dude, like, I turn my alarm clock off, I but I still get up around, like, I would say, like, the latest is, like, 9, 9.30 or something like that. But then I, like, meditate and things like that. Everything now, dude, is, like, I'm doing it in a way that feels good to me. You know what I'm saying? And and then, like, taking care of everything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, with, with love. You know what I mean? So, I feel like there are a bunch of positives that are happening in the, um, in, in the quarantine, depending yeah. on how you, like, look at it. No, I love what you just said right now. Why? Because so many people are looking at this from a negative perspective. And from what I've seen, I see the glass the glass half full. Yep. Um, I'm seeing families that are united that are forced to talk and, and have game nights and figure out ways to interact within the the household. Yeah. Where where probably some parents were missing out on that, you know. Mm, yep. I'm seeing people who are, um, literally getting into that core league <laughs> where they are all of a sudden working out or set some goals and they are killing it. Yep. And, and people who are really, I think that this is going to change some people's life for the long run yep. in a positive way where they are either going to get on a fitness trip or they're going to say, you know what, maybe I can spend more time working from home so I can spend more time with my family. That's um, it. Or, or, you know, people are just finding a sense of discipline. Yep. Now, I want to say that simultaneously because I know there's a lot of people who start always want to give you a counter view. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that this time, right now, everybody has to be this the most productive person in the world? You have to produce the most artwork, that you have to learn how to do yoga, that you have to start a workout plan? No. If you, if you just want to chill at home and feel safe and not be agitated um, and just, that's it. Just keep safe, then do that. Mm-hmm. do that that is there's no pressure on you to have to be productive so I don't want because some people right now are crippled by anxiety yep. but but I think it's a great opportunity to sit down and, and write a list of things to do like I got right here yep. right of things that you need to get accomplished goals that you've set things that you've neglected and say you know what I got some extra time 
Let me let me turn off that that Netflix for a little while. Mm-hmm. Tiger King is great, right? But, <laughs> right. but let me uh, let me focus on some things for me to just check some boxes on my list so I can get focused. And so I think this is a, I think this is an awesome time, man. I'm seeing Absolutely. so many people who are going to change their lives from a fitness kick that it's gonna it's gonna change the trajectory of their life and their health and their wellness moving forward. I think it's pretty cool Dude What's so dope Like like man Like we're definitely On the same page Like it, it's funny Because when When like I try to like Reach out to people To interview I never be like Hey we're gonna be On the same agenda I never do that I'm just like I just yeah, wanna talk yeah. To this person Specifically right And yeah. um, The fact that You just said that Like it's so dope Because You know I, I think what What Something I, I get from this too, and especially what you just said, is that we people are um, taking advantage of things that they have taken for granted for a really long time, right? Like for example, yeah. me, like uh, like I work out, right? We both work out, right? And yeah. uh, right across the street from where we live, uh, we have access to um, like a gym, like like a regular like apartment gym, whatever. Yeah. Um, we have you know, access to that in the pool and stuff, and like. I definitely like law, like dragged myself into the gym when times I didn't want to go, or I'm like, all right, man, it's a little bit too late. I probably won't go today. I might do some, you know, hundred push-ups here or something like that. Then it's like when I have no access to that, like immediately, like it just snap, boom, nope, it's closed. Like you can't go in here anymore. It's locked, right? Or I'm like, damn, well, what, what am I gonna do? I can't just sit here and become a damn couch sweet potato. Like I can't do that. So I was like, yeah. well. You know, maybe I should run. Then I had to battle my own. I like the first thing I had to battle was the fact that like I actually got to go outside. You know what I'm saying? And I got and I might be around other people, right? And then I was like, well, okay, me just battling like the fear and uncertainty all just by going outside to run was my way of like trying to alleviate that, right? Like that was number one. Number two is like, damn, dude, like we live in Coral Gables, dude, and it's beautiful out here. And I'm like, I've never appreciated like how beautiful it is outside. Like, dude, the sky blue as hell. It's been blue, nice weather this entire time, dude. Like, that's crazy, right? It's not raining. It's not gray. It's not uh, like terrible outside. Like, the weather's been dope, dude. Like, it's 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 been dope. I think it rained once, dude. Like maybe twice, and it's early in the morning when no one's doing anything, right? So I'm like, damn, look, I could have been running in this neighborhood all the way up to the to the um to the golf course all this time right so then like you said like i I had you know been doing like nike stuff i'm like all right man well let me just download this nike run app right like i one of my boys that runs a lot like i asked him what how are you tracking that he's like oh are you on it now are you on it yeah i got the i'm on it like we let's let's uh yeah i'm gonna hit right now because I, I was actually just tracking my miles. Actually, it shut off. I got pissed off. It shut off on me. I did five miles today, but on 3.4, I think I changed the song that I was playing. Mm, it and stopped. I forgot to reset it. Mm, that's the worst, dog. I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to definitely, I'm going to try to like, I, I'm trying to step it up. I'm trying to get to four miles now because I'm like, I'm like six, uh, 3.6, like on average. Like, that's how much I've been running and stuff. But like, what's dope about that is, um, you know, it made me invest in like, Different things, dude. Like I feel like this time, like, ma- like it made me really appreciate just literal day to day things. Like I've been spending more time with my dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm spending more time with little Betty. Like you know, spending more time with Bob. Like being attentive to him. Me and I behind just spending so much dope time. Like, like oh, my dog's we- gonna be so pissed when this is over. You say your dog is? My dog is gonna be so upset. Yeah. Why? What do you mean? Because I'm spending so much time with him. I'm running him every day, six miles a day. Oh, yeah, that's he, right. He gets petted all day. He lays next to me while I'm working. Like, he's spoiled right now. And then he, go, go home. So, then, then he goes back to normal, and he's like, damn, what happened to Pops? Yeah, what happened? What's going on? So, so this, this is one of the questions I want to ask you, man, and, and we, can, we can end it with this, man. I think, here's the thing, and this is how I'm thinking about it. I think that in the overall grand scheme of things, if th- this can be a pivotal time for people's lives um, moving forward, right? But I also feel like it depends on how long this lasts, right? So if this ended, like they say, like, hey, all right, at the end of um, May, 
cool, it's over. You can go back and do your regular thing. All this, all of this will probably it won't stick, right? It it, it won't stick. It's just like throwing spaghetti against the wall. It'll probably eventually all of the crap will just go away. Uh, Alejandro and I believe that if this lasts all the way through the summer, like at least like. And then it can kind of slowly get into there. I think that it'll have a lasting impression like on people for the rest of their lives to be like, I need to be doing this. Like I need to, you know, be conscious of like, you know, how I move around, whether it's like how, how I buy groceries, how much do I buy, um, you know, uh, how much time do I actually spend with my family uh, or is there days that I can actually actually work from home? It, I could actually work from home. You know what I'm saying? Well, business, some businesses like uh, limit the amount of time that you have to actually go into the business to actually do your work. You know what I mean? Can like, you know, a percentage of your work be done at home where you can actually spend time with your family. So, like, I want to ask you, like, do you feel that this can have a lasting impression on everything, like how people function from here on out? That's, I mean, it's a loaded question, but uh, yes, I, I do think that there's a lot of businesses right now looking at their model and saying, hey, we don't need all this office space. Um, we can have 50% of the workforce working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people might appreciate that. And some people might not, mm-hmm. you know, because there's something there's something about often going into the office and having your office space and separating that. It just depends on your perspective. Um, Mike, so there's two things that the positive aspect is what we've already talked about mm-hmm. is that so many people are going to change their lives. Um, they're going to reevaluate their lives. Maybe they find that they were miserable at their job and maybe they're going to pursue a passion now because of this time to sit down and reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the businesses are going to be restructured. Uh, maybe people are going to value their time more with their families. Maybe people are going to. Uh, pick up an exercise journey that carries on throughout their lifetime and impacts their kids and their kids' kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's the other aspect where how detrimental is this to some people and their lives? Mm -hmm. Um, Financially, there's some people that are without work right now on furlough that don't know how they're paying their mortgage, that don't know how they're paying their car, their insurance. Yeah, it's a a weird time. Mm -hmm. Um, so do I, I think that there's going to be positives and negatives that come out of this. Uh, it's just a matter of, of what we do as individuals and what decisions we make. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, I guess this is what I want to tell people is no matter what you're going through right now, maybe that this is a good time to reflect and you are rebuilding and changing your life for the better. Mm-hmm. Good. Awesome. Um, but maybe this right now is a really difficult time for you. Mm-hmm. and you feel anxious and you feel scared maybe you've lost your job um, maybe your loved one is ill like I, I don't know you know people are going through all sorts of things and what I want to tell you is that you know that job loss or that illness or, or or that anxiety that you're feeling and that fear none of this defines the, traje- the trajectory of your life right. none of it is going to determine the rest of your life right. what determines your life is how you respond to these difficult situations, these difficult circumstances. And so what I want to encourage people to do is seek help if you need it. Seek support from either a healthcare professional or a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't have to, we, we, we weren't put on this earth to do it by ourselves or to do it alone. Um, we were, we're here to lean on each other, man. Look, look, Mr. Withers just passed away. And one of his hit songs was Lean On Me. Right. You know? And that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. It's find people to lean on. Yeah. When we're struggling, when we're going through difficult times, um, whether it's you know drug abuse or a difficult relationship or financial issues or mm-hmm. the loss of a loved one, find somebody to lean on that's solid. And whether that is a friend or a loved one or a healthcare professional, mm-hmm. but just don't do it on your own because you don't have to. Right. And there's people that really care that are there for you, that will support you, that will guide you through it, um, and that will be there for you in difficult times. And that's what that's what I want to get at, you know? Mm-hmm. There's there's the good, the bad, and the ugly in life, and you can ride that wave and be on fire right now and be doing good, mm-hmm. 
or you could be struggling right now and doing be doing bad but just because you're in that valley just because you're in that darkness doesn't mean that there's not light mm. light you just have to look for it look for it and go towards it man Duh, that and was beautiful Beautifully said, man. My guy, yeah, right. hey, Dr. Mesa, Adrian Mesa, man. Thank you so much for that, man. Do you have any shout outs, man, you want to share with the people, man? Um, shout outs. I mean, nah, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you and Alejandro for always supporting me. I mean, I never considered myself an artist before, but you guys always saw my photography as something valuable. Yeah. So I just want to, I want to thank you guys. Um, and that's pretty much it. If you guys want to hit me up, Dr. Adrian Mesa. Uh, on Instagram, you can hit me up uh, or you can look at my website. It's www.amp, as in Adrian Mesa Psychiatry. So ampmentalhealth.com. Um, and that's pretty much it, guys. Perfect, man. Thank you, Mojo, for having me, man. Man, dude, thank you for doing this, man. Thank you for for sharing your time with us, man. Uh, I'll have all of that stuff uh, in the description, all of those uh, links, so everybody can go check them out, man. Yo, thank you again, man. And uh, I'm definitely, I got you on the app, dude. Like, I'm going to check it, and I'm running today, dude. So we'll we'll, we'll see how far I get. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Oh, well, so with that, look up Dave Galloway. He has a walk-run method. Oh, okay. You can build your miles. Okay, okay, walk around method. Yeah, yeah. There it is. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right, all right. All right, Take it easy, bro.